Welcome to the Next in Time podcast, where we explore the fascinating depths of how people have the potential of impacting the world with the mission and vision of their project. Join us on this audio journey as we uncover the hidden gems of one's vision, delve into thought-provoking discussions of why they're pursuing it, and see how they're going to make an impact. If you're a curious person, this podcast is your go-to destination. Hey everyone, welcome to the Next in Time podcast. I'm your host, ST, and today our guest is Michael Margrich. He is an author, an artist, and a humanitarian. He is the host of the 30-second podcast, The Smart of Art, The Power of Art. Smart of Art. Smart of Art. Okay, so yeah, The Power of Art, basically The Power of Art, uh, in a way, it's just a lengthy name, but The Power of Art and Creativity, where he introduces conversations about this limitless superpower of humanity. So... Michael, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks, Steve, for having me. Yeah, that was fast. Uh, we just we just started off. We we wanted to do a pre-call, but we hit it off so quick, so we just right in it. Yeah, this is what I do. It's like we just do the pre-call for five minutes, and then we just like it's like you know like an airplane. It's a taxi into the runway, and then it just goes. It's a, it. all you need is five seconds to five minutes to set up. It's like taxiway into the runway, and then you just go all the way. Exactly. That's kind of exactly. what I, that's what I do with my podcast sometimes because you know we run we pretty efficient at it. <laughs> yeah. And also we only have the moment. If you have a good moment, why not using it? You know. Yeah, yeah. This is like the perfect time to talk about things. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like what is? The, I always pose this question: like, are you are we aware that we lose ourselves that living uh, living in a system that is completely detrimental to humans in a way? The thing is, the thing is, I think what we do is, we, you know, a tribe worked. We know that you know uh, humans lived in cage, cave, caves, and then they met at the camp. And this is where archety- very archetypal. We met at the campfire and exchanged food and stories. But th- then the tribe got bigger, and it got bigger. And then you say, oh, it's it's too big. We need to have somebody that is responsible for the food that everybody has food we need to be responsible for the law we need to be responsible for war for defense and we created systems that was still okay i i i see that was still okay to have systems but the problem is when we made financial principles and the financial principles are outdated because uh you know you get punished when you have uh when you have debt uh, you get, you know, you get bankruptcy, uh, you get in jail, uh, you get cut off of the world excess because you have not enough. And when you have enough, let's say you're not spending all the money, you're paying your taxes, you're not shifting your money that you have for debt and living off the debt. You just have money. What happens is uh, it's not valued at all. So if you have enough, it's not valid. And I'm actually writing a white paper right now. And we can a- include that in your episode, the access to that, uh, which is all about en- enough. And I think that's our problem, what we see with the war and with everything, else, with the wars, you know, yeah. uh, plural, uh, that uh, systems uh, show me a human in history of the world, not that he's a system leader, a normal human that is a, whatever that is other than being the system leader that wants war. Yeah. That is say, say, oh my God, you are different than me. 
I'm hating you so much that I don't care that I built a, a business, a, a life, a family, and I I have your retaliation that you extort it. I mean, there's no much, no human can logically have so much hate that they say, I don't care what I created the last 20 years or 100 years or my family created, I hate you so much I'm dropping a bomb on you. <laughs> Tell me the one person. I'm open to for. I'm no, I've, I've always learned that if you are try, if if you're the first person to hurt the other person, that means there's something wrong with you. But if you're, but if you're the one being hurt, but then you fight back, you're not really hurting the person. But it's more like you're just defending yourself. I, I think that's what's the uh, pa the paradox. That's a difference too. That is a difference too because it's like when you go into my territory and. You're going in my territory, in my when you come in my house, I have the right to shoot you, you know? Yeah. Uh, when you violently come in. I mean, that's my, God, that's my belief. Everybody believes something different, you know? Uh, but I, I will not go out with my gun or uh, to, to kill somebody. You know, I will not go, go, go. Thing. So so I think, uh, and, and and the thing is, but but the, what, what it is to, what it comes down to is, the motivation to attack somebody is played out in media and everywhere as this people against those people. Right. It's not true. It's this leader against that leader. Yeah. And it's all the other leaders who combine. And they say, we need, you know, they're sitting in the, in the ivory towers, you know, and saying, okay, we got to destroy this district. Then we can rebuild. Then we can, it's a reset. It's a reset for systems because... Yeah. It's not, it's not like all the people in America hate all the people in Canada. And now we, we got it. That, that's not the, that's not the truth. N that's never the truth. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just one person that leads everything. The leader, the leader is disturbed. It is not normal because humans are benevolent. You know that look at nature. Nature is benevolent. We are part of nature. So we are, we, we are not me. We are, we, we are not. Uh, benevolent web because we are pushed in a corner yeah. and you know when an animal is pushed in the corner it bites off its paws yeah. when, when, when it, it, it says okay i need that paw but i rather bite off my toe than die in this trap right and so and so so we are in that uh, situation in this volatile situation right now where we are all uh, pushed in a corner so why don't like what is it with art like that we make just feel incompetent to talk about it? This fits perfectly because we just talked about war, right? Yeah. And uh, we believe this is what I wrote in my last book, but let me put this in context, like with the war. So why do we have war? Why do can you even why can the leader get to people get people in the war? Because you are one of eight billion people you with your unique dna uh unique uh irises unique uh, uh um fingerprints you need to express yourself humans are collaborative creative animals they need to express themselves that's why we create new york singapore google apple we we, we are creative we have to tinker we have to create right and when you it is in the creation, we find ourselves, you know that when you are out of school, you don't know anything. And then you do a certain thing and all of a sudden, oh, I'm podcasting. Oh, and it makes fun. And, yeah. and then, yeah. And also I'm, I'm, 
I was going to say yeah, I'm, a published, I'm, a, I'm a published author as well. So I wrote a fiction book. Yeah. So it's kind of like that sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you could have talked everything in class about writing a book. Everything in class about uh, a podcast. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's easy for me to say, oh, you know, war is hard or whatever. When you have never experienced war, that, you know, you always need to be aware that is one thing about talking about something and one experience and the value is in experiencing. And I guess that's why we have to do. But what I want to come back to, I want to finish that, that, that circle here. If we allow, so we, we work for systems. So we work, work in the morning to the evening and then we come home and we are not doing what we really love, right? We, right. we need to make money. So we come home, we are too tired. We, we are too tired to express or ex express ourselves or think or whatever and to find ourselves in our creation. Yeah. And this is where art comes in. Uh, 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 and then what, what we do, you know, till we find out art, uh, hopefully, is we, we come home, we're tired, we eat at night and then we watch Netflix because we have no energy anymore because we sold ourselves out of doing not what we really feel passionate about because we have to make money. We have to survive. Right. So what, what I suggest is this is me. I had no education. I'm completely self-taught. I wrote six books. I can't read them. I have to I have the computer read them because I'm so neurodiverse. So it, it totally, uh, all my wisdom that I have was from creating art, not from the product, not from look at, look at an art is nice too, but but it is all about the creation of art because you learn so much self-esteem. Uh, don't you feel much better having that written that book? And it doesn't matter if it sells or not. It is irrelevant. I mean, obviously we all yeah, have the I, same. I'll say this. The first, I felt the most euphoric when I had, when I had published that were really looking at the number of sales that I've made. Cause it's more like, it's a combination of myself writ expressed in that. Yeah. I, I almost, almost in like I wrote a character that was almost equivalent to me and it's like trying to do the things I wish I want to do but I can't do or I'm yeah. like okay there's someone it's more like I'm letting myself go in that in that character want me and I'm just I'm happy that okay at least I let it out I showed the world a side of me that I could you know that I can really express myself as yeah but wasn't it fun but so now, now this is what I changed in my, uh, what I expressed in my last uh, book. I find that when you milk the moment of writing, you did one book, right? Yeah, one one fiction book. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the next one you do is gonna be more. You enjoy the process more because yeah. you know you can end it. You you can finish. You complete it. Artist creation. Artists are uh, artists are intimidating because they take a they take a thought and they bring it into the physical they manifest a book you have an idea of a book you have perhaps an idea of a, of a sentence and then you write that sentence and then it becomes a book and you finish it we artists are people that finish things if it's good or not they finish it they because in that arc of creation is so much wisdom I can do it I thought never thought I could write a book I mean, I was nerdiverse. I, I I could just write and write and, uh, uh, and 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 type, and yeah. typing 
I typed it into the computer, which is easy because I can't read my writing. I'm neuro, I'm uh, dysgraphic too. So my hand eye coordination is off. So I type it and I have the computer read it. Yeah. And that's how I wrote six books. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, use the technology to help your passion. And I learned so much from writing. I learned so much from, I'm a different person. Every book I write, I'm a different person. And it gets me deeper into uh, abundance, meaning in, in, into that I fulfill, in a fulfillment. The more you create yourself, not that you do a job that you don't like and, you know, and say, I can make money with that. It's about creation something. You get so much wisdom and fulfillment. And basically life is a fulfillment because why, why do you want a Ferrari? You want to be fulfilled. You think the Ferrari gets your chicks and, 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 and all your friends will look and then you are fulfilled. But mostly you're not, because even if you, um, that's why millionaires kill themselves. Yeah. You, you know, that's, that, that's, a, that's a thing. So art creation is, you ask, you ask, say the question again. I want to just make sure I have, have gotten your question. Yeah, I was just going to say, why do we feel so incompetent when we want to wait to talk about art? Like, everything in life, like, like everything in life, we feel incompetent because we look at the product. We're not, we, we, we're bracing the product and not the process. You know, we don't brace the journey. We praise the, 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 you know, the arrival. We, we, it's, it's not the arrival, it's the journey. And when you, when you look at, when, when, let's say you are one of 8 billion, right? You create something and I look at this and says, shit, ST, I can never, could never do that. Yes, that's right. I could never do it. That's why I have you to do it. Right. And you cannot do what I can do. And see, the big, big lie in systems is once one person can, we all can do it. Yeah, but we have to sacrifice to do it. If you love, love to run marathons and you can, you just one do one marathon after another, it, it is a different thing that I try to do run my first marathon. It's, right. it's, it's one is struggle and one is joy, pure joy and fulfillment. And, and there's the answer. The answer isn't, oh, uh, you know, if I can do it, this is the whole in coaching business, right? They say, I can do it. Oh, you know, I can, I'm a computer vis. You should be a computer vis. No, you're not. You're not. You're one of one and that you have your special abilities and skills. So you gotta, you gotta do what you do. And I gotta do with what I do. <laughs> All right, cool. So before we delve into your artwork and your create and your creations, uh, Let's get to know more about you, Michael. You're easy. You, you, you see, I see that you're originally from Austria, but now live in California. So tell me about that journey. Uh, I was, I was a sick child. I went to school with seven. I found out, you know, I got punched in the face by life. And they said, oh, you are neurodiverse. Basically they say, uh, I went to a doctor and they say, oh, you're dyslexic. But they didn't change 40 years ago. They didn't change anything to, uh, you know, to, 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 you know, help me in learning or anything. It was just, you're dyslexic, but you still have to stutter in front of the class. You still have to uh, write the essays. You have to still on the same level than anybody else. And you have to write nicely. And I can't write because I have that, that uh, dysgraphia. And um, I can write with a, with a keyboard, but not with, a, with my hands. So uh, I can't even read my own handwriting. I mean, it's not, I can't get the context. I'm, I'm writing something down. And then I, you know, unless it's, you know, even in caps, 
but uh, uh, I, I can't uh, decipher it. So I always have a pad, and then when I try to read, I, I can read one percent of what I wrote down. And and uh, and then and then so I I repeat in Europe you have to repeat uh, uh, grades they don't pull you with you so I had to, I repeated two or three grades till I couldn't do it anymore and then the system said sorry is something wrong with you you gotta get a job <laughs> and I gotta get a got a job yeah you know hospitality uh, I uh, you know t I was a DJ I was always attracted by art you know like other lessons what? are. Which city were you from? Vienna. Vienna, okay. So so I was a DJ, I was a photographer, I was uh, 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 sold tapes out of my trunk, I uh, was in hospitality, I uh, was a fashion show producer, uh, uh, what else? Uh, all, you know, in advertising, early advertising, electronic advertising, television. And by, by 30, I looked at my resumes and I said, oh my God, I'm an artist. I deemed myself an artist. I think that was a major thing. Then that, that I waited that, that society or the system gives me, deems me as an artist. Uh, I said, I, I couldn't have done anything. I couldn't have been an accountant or anything because, because what I had. So I have to call myself an artist. Uh, and I was, I was an artist. And that brought me also, that decision was pivotal because then I wasn't worried that I have to convince you that I'm an artist. If I say I'm an artist, I'm an artist. And it doesn't. And I understood it to that point that I was depending on others telling me what I am. I said, what could have been? Because the answer would have been, if you said to me, as the, oh, Michael, you're not an artist. You're not like Leonardo da Vinci. You're, you're not. I said, ST, tell me what else I could have done. You know what but, I mean? So, so what were you doing in order to... Uh make like what type of artwork were you pursuing in order to make yourself consult first it was first of all music music was for me it was like a drug it was like you know shooting heroin it was the best thing ever music was a world where i uh where i totally opened up and 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 i said oh my god the world isn't like systems it is more than just systemic being system relevant right and i saw that and then i i was dj and i was a good dj and i did uh, mixtapes and uh and and, and I always was excited and people literally hired me for for creative jobs they knew i had that creativity uh and uh and and then then one after the other it was just one after one and then uh I mean, it got so far that I was uh, I was selling documentaries and uh, 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 the line producer of the Robert Evans who did The Godfather and the Chandler came to me and said, Mi uh, Michael, if you next time you are in America, could you come? I have no idea who Robert Evans was. I had no idea who this was, but this is just how life is. It's, it, you know, I, life happens when you're not looking. And he said, come. And then I asked my friends, who is Robert Evans? Oh, he did The Godfather. He did uh, uh, Rosemary's Baby. He did all these producers. He was the longest producer in Paramount. And I was uh, invited to, uh, when I was here, I called and I was invited. And, and then he said, do you want to produce something with me? And I co-produced something with him. And uh, I was staying in his house for six to nine months. 
and uh, and from then on, I was also arts commissioner of a, of a big city here, Newport Beach. And I so art, you know, and I dove in. I wrote five books on art. So art is always a. I think it's a superpower. Yeah. I don't think it's like oh, it's a nice little statue. It's a nice little it has nothing to do with that. Nothing. It's a is an individual expression. Uh, where people talk to their non-physical and what, like you wrote your book, right? You will like say, how do I word this? How do I this? So you have a co-production with your non-physical or you sleep, you dream about it. Well, and then you manifest it in the physical, right? Yeah. It's like dreaming about it for uh, about a year. And then I decided, you know what? Let me take the plunge and do it. <laughs> even, yeah. if it's, if, if, even though I was not a great literary student in school or I yeah. I was not a great writer in school, but then, and also I was, I was considered what I call, like, you know, I've, uh, you know, I was considered a B student in high school and college and my worst performing classes were not in, were definitely in literary, literature, writing and all that. And now like a published author, like a yeah. very different change in life yeah. altogether. Yeah, because the system doesn't know. You, you have to find your own uh, ability and skill. There's no system that can say, oh, you were a good uh, computer science or you're a good uh, history teacher. You're, uh, the system doesn't know that because because uh, you have to find it. One thing of life is to find it. Yeah. To find what your uniqueness is, you know, not to take what other people say. Yeah, and... Uh... I forgot to put the light on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, this could be visual, it could be audio. You, you don't know how the podcast would turn out. Yeah. Anyway, so regarding what you're trying to focus on, these five books that you've, uh, these five books that you've yeah. written, what was the... Yeah. What was, no, I've, I've written seven books. The, the one, the six is going to be published soon, and then the seventh is almost done. But what do you see in these? Uh, do you ever notice that you have any like patterns of writing that that have gotten better for every book you've written. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I'm zooming out. The more, the more I zoom in. So my first one was a was a was a screenplay. The second one was uh, how to hang art. You know, in uh, uh, how to place art because I saw there's so many. It, it was like I like to when I see that that we have a misunderstanding of something. Then I want to. The first one was I contribute. I think I can do a good script, like like many people. I can do a good script because I read when I was with Evans. I I wrote I wrote uh, I read a lot of books, even though I have a hard time reading. But uh, dialogue is a is a different thing. I can read dialogue easy. Uh, and then um, the second book was uh, you know uh, how because I was arts commissioner and all this stuff. And I saw how people don't place art correctly. There's no love in placing art. They just say, oh, I have a square and then just put a piece of art there, which is totally defeating the purpose. Uh, the people put a statue and they don't even put a light to it. Uh, uh, you know, and people are just like unconscious of saying, and I said, I'm writing. And I looked in, on Google and everywhere, if there's anywhere a book that shows me how to place art. And there wasn't. Uh, there was, you know, how to place three pictures, a, a triptych or something, but I wasn't really showing how to do it. And so I, I uh, uh, a friend of mine, uh, uh, Peter Blake, uh, is, I, in my opinion, one of the best placement, does the best placement uh, 
that I've ever seen. He's an artist in placement. And I, I you know, I, I talked to him about my ideas and my observation and he confirmed everything. So I wrote the book. And then the third one was I wanted to see what happens when, because people say, oh, it took me a year to paint this or whatever. So I said, I want to do 300 pictures in three days, 300 paintings. So I did that and I, I documented that and, you know, photographed it and, and it's, you know, uh, it's a great thing. And then the next one was a German book uh, about art and about mixing. And uh, the fifth book was Smart of Art, which is the separation of the art product and the art creation. And that got me into the whole system relevant versus human centric. And it got me also that it's not about the product. It's not the product. This art is treated like a widget. Yeah. It's like, I think now it's like. I think it's the, yeah. the level of commercialism these days with art. It's uh, like, you know, it makes people feel like they have to do this for money or they have to make the most exactly. perfect looking art for the sake of money yeah. or instead of like really expressing themselves through it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it's all about the expression uh, because when you really are not perfect, that's what people like. I mean, they've done all the, because AI does everything perfect, right? And when people don't do it perfectly, I mean, it's distorted, like Van Gogh. Yeah. Van Gogh was never uh, respected because the German romantics and the, the people before him were all representational, all clear, still clear, you saw, it's like a photo, you know? Yeah. Like there was no camera, so they painted. Yeah. So so Van Gogh had a different stroke, you know, the, the hay doesn't look like hay, it looks more rough. It, it's, it, it, the sun looks like rough. Uh, some fantasy come in the starry night you know some some vision come in and the people say he's crazy and this is an interesting thing have you ever seen abstract work from old artists never well, you know why that's my theory that's my thesis because if people express themselves abstractly they thought they were crazy and and i i put that with van gogh because that's why Van Gogh didn't sell anything. He's, yeah. he, he, people said he couldn't understand. They couldn't understand the art. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, he died. I mean, I heard, I read the story that he died broke. And uh, I, I think it was, uh, he was like 29, 30 years old. He died, he died at late. He died at a young age, but then he yeah. finally got recognized years later after people really started looking at his yeah. art, our artwork. I think you need to be ready. I think, I think. When, when I really, when I post, repost uh, artworks from eight, 10 years ago, I get more likes than when I did it at that time. Yeah. There's more people, but but also it's harder to find. You know, there's the algorithms push you in a, in a corner. But I, I feel like people, uh, people have to be ready. I mean, Kanye West says that. He said, you know, 10 years ago I said this and now everybody likes it. But what I say now, nobody will will say it and i think it's it's true it's, it's uh, when the consciousness isn't ready that doesn't mean your art is horrible your book can be the the best seller after you die this is what the the problem with artists is you know after they make the money once not only because it's economic it's a it's a uh, commodity but it's also because people weren't ready to understand it you know yeah, it's like, can you, like, just wondering, why do you believe that 95% of worldwide artists exist around the poverty level? Why that is? I think because what we just talked, that people see it as a product, 
and a, a vision and a businessman. What does a businessman? He says, "I'm gonna put this. I'm, I'm gonna put this uh, a bicycle out, right? Yeah. And the bicycle doesn't sell. He says, "Okay, I'm gonna make the most expensive bicycle. Doesn't sell. And then he tries another one. The cheapest bicycle doesn't sell. But this is a that's the thing of an artist. He puts this out, this out, this out, this. Now, the businessman says, "I don't care. I'm gonna sell suits." Because I want to just make money. I think suits is a is a good. And he starts selling suits and he gets a multimillionaire. The difference is between an artist. Artist puts his soul in it. The artist puts in the product. He gets a lot of value, but he's not a conscious. By doing it, that's his payment. The payment is the icing on the cake is the sale. Yeah. And I think the uh, most artists feel constantly punished by the system. They say, "I'm putting my heart and soul in this." And it's not selling. Yeah, I sold f five books. I sold on Amazon sixty bucks last year. Yeah, it, it, there's so many books out, and it's not about the sale. Look, I'm happy every time I sell one book, and I get three bucks. I'm happy yeah. because it's the icing on the cake. I wouldn't have gotten it if I didn't have books. But it's not about me being rich. It's a wrong perspective. You, you, you people have the wrong perspective. Perspective is more important than than context. Context is important in linear thinking, but the, the perspective of how you look at it is actually making you fulfilled. And the fulfillment is in the creation. That's why I say to every artist, milk the moment of creation. That's your payment. Yeah, yeah. That, that's very it, that's very important advice, especially for artists who are out there just really slugging it every day just to get something out get get yeah. the workout and like they're still having that internal fear of saying what if people hate my work or what if like that's, that's, that's not the purpose yeah that's not the purpose the purpose is you the purpose is the magic is you had an inspiration and you made that inspiration brought him into the physical that's the magic and if you don't own that you don't earn the money you don't deserve the money yeah because you're not because art what does art want Art wants only to be created and exposed. So if I create something and say, ST, here, look at it. That's it. Yeah. Then art, then the whole art process is stopped. The further thing is, if I now and I have to give it up, I have to expose it and and and, and let it go. I mean, and then when if it if it if it resonates with people, good. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's not about that. Art creation is what you learn, how smart you get, how fulfilled you get, how wise. I mean, if I'd say to you, ST, you're an idiot, you don't know anything, uh, you know, and you can't even write or anything. I said, sorry, I wrote a book, you know, did you write one? Because the people that said you're an idiot, you know, they, they are the ones that haven't done it. You will never see an artist uh, putting another artist down because they did something they didn't like. Right. No author tells you, Oh, you can't write. This is all shit. They would never say that because this, it, they know the magic that you have done your perspective and has, have expressed themselves. It's only the one that don't do anything. Yeah. It's only the one that point the finger at the guilty themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So, in in other words, what is like where do you see the future going like what, what do you see in the do you feel like there's going to be more artists out there if they just overcome their fear yeah 
I say, I, first of all, we have never had so many artists because people feel what we talked about before, right? You're doing a job that you're not really passionate about, but you have to express yourself. And if you don't express yourself, you create rage, violence, because you have to express it. So when you push down, push down, I said, SD, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. But you have to express, you by nature, you exist and you are one of one. You have to express who you are. Uh, you know, when, when babies cry and I work in hospitality, I told you I work a lot in hospitality. When they, when the people come in and the little kid with two years old starts yelling and you know, they, they, these kids have a lot of spirit. They yell in the whole restaurant. And them, them, nothing to fear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have nothing to fear. And when I say, and I go to the kid and said, "Hi, oh, you're good. This is really good for lung. Let it all out. I yeah. give the kid permission to express themselves. Yeah. Stop right away. I do it over and over. And they think I'm magic. There's nothing, no magic in it. I said, this is good. Let it all out. Let it all out. And I say, you don't, I said to the p parents when I talk to them, don't feel guilty he's crying. Just allow him to express, uh, you know, you can take him out and say, come on, let it all out. And then, you know, or express yourself. And I said, give all your kids expression, an instrument, whatever, whatever he wants to do. Don't buy a piano, don't buy a saxophone, just rent it, let him try or her try out what it is. Because if people start, like you have done the, the, the primal work of writing that book. Yeah. Now you're broken you're broken in a broken into art meaning it's okay for you to express yourself right it's more it's, like it's definitely the one spot where okay there was some things about my life where i just had to sh like get it let it out of my system and just let the onto that character let the character seem for, for what it is and how he could overcome yeah. it that's kind of yeah. how i wrote that yeah or if you don't do that you wouldn't have even thought of it because you had to write, you have to put it in a narrative. If you didn't, you might have beat up your wife. You might have hit somebody. You might have uh, dissed somebody totally. Yeah, there's a thing where if like people, if you do work that where you truly express yourself, I think you become very peaceful minded. That's true. Yeah, true. yeah, yeah. It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> Very cool. So, Michael, I think right now we're running out of time, but I wish we could. I wish we could have a much longer conversation one of these days. But yeah, uh, anytime, St. Anytime we do a part two, part three, I do this with other people too because, you know, when we have a good dance, we got to keep continuing the dancing. You know. Yeah, we'll definitely have a part two one of these days. So thank you, yeah, thank, awesome. you for, thank you so much for coming on the Next in Time podcast, and good luck with your next set of artwork that you're able to express yourself with. Uh, thanks, Esti. It was a pleasure. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Next in Time podcast. We hope you enjoyed diving into the intriguing vision of our guest today. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media to stay updated on future episodes. If you have any suggestions or feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, stay curious and keep exploring.